Janine, and this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And today I am joined by very special guest, Taya Hachich Blahovich. I didn't Perfect. say that last time. You got I, it. No, I Taya did. Yep, you got it. Wow. Okay, I practiced. Congrats. <laughs> so how are you? I know we talked offline. You're you're calling from LA and right now it's crazy with everything. Yeah, I'm I'm personally good. I'm very uh, lucky. Um, things, yeah, everything is wild in the world, but yeah, um, yeah personally, I can't complain. <laughs> That's good. And congrats on your book. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it officially comes out tomorrow, which Yay. again doesn't feel real at all because the books are closed. Uh, my party obviously isn't happening. Yeah. Um, but um, my husband and I will have our own little party today. Okay. And, yeah, <laughs> but thank you. So tell me about um, Life of the Party. So Life of the Party is a, it's a coming of age novel based in Milan in the early, in the 2010s. And it follows this girl, Mia, she's an expat and she moves to Milan to study fashion and to kind of escape her muddy Appalachian past. Um, and she gets into a lot of glamorous trouble. Um, and the book is based on my experience in Milan. It's uh, it's very autobiographical, but it is fiction. Okay. Um, and it's it's very fun and dark at the same time. And it's a good party read when you can't party. When you can't party and you're in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> you can fantasize about partying. Exactly. <laughs> um, what was the process like for writing the book? Well, so writing the book itself, it actually only took me three months because, what? yeah, I know, but it was because I had compiled all of this oh. information over years and years and years. And I remember um, I was walking my dog, I, I decided to, to write the book after I'd moved away from Milan and I came to visit Milan over the winter. And I was walking my dog through one of my old neighborhoods in Milan and just the thought struck me, Milan shouldn't be seen during the day. And that's the first line of my book. And that day I ran to Barbasso and I just wrote, I just wrote the first few pages. So I think, I think I was just like spilling. I needed to get this all out of me. And so it came out pretty fast. <laughs> now, where are you from originally? Well, originally I'm from Croatia. My family and I left Croatia when I was really young, like when the war started. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in North Carolina. I grew up in Chapel Hill. And then I went to school for two years at Appalachian State University but then I like to say I really grew up in Milan because that's where I feel like my life started at 20. How long were you there for in Milan? <laughs> Too long, man. No, I was, I was there <laughs> first. Well, I was only supposed to be there for four months. I went there for a study abroad program. I was supposed to go back and finish school at Appalachian State. But I remember after two months there, I called my mom. I was like, I'm not going back. I'm going to stay here. Was she so I, she was cool. She was cool with oh. it because she's an immigrant. She okay. supports that kind of life. She knows I'm a Sagittarius. Um, no, she was very supportive. I just had to like, annoyingly, I had to learn Italian to go back to, I had to go to real Italian fashion school from day one and whatever. Wow. But so I stayed there um, first for five years. In those first, in those five years, I, I finished school and I started a column for Vice Italy and Wired Italy. And I had nice. a TV show. And then I met my Italian husband and then we moved away and then we moved back again for another two and a half years. And now I'm away again. I hope I don't get dragged back there, but I feel like I'm just destined to keep. It sounds I, like you might be. Yeah. <laughs> when you say you moved away and then back, where did you go as far as he away? Went, so he, when, when I met him, I met him in Milan, but he was living in San Francisco and we just fell in love instantly. And so I just moved in with him in San Francisco, like into his room. 
And like after a month of knowing him, um, very glamorous choice, if you ask me. But I personally didn't really vibe well with San Francisco. I was always cold. Uh, there, I love, you know, punk, but it, it was too, it wasn't punk enough or fashionable. You know, I just, I didn't vibe well. So then we went yeah. to New York. We stayed in New York for a couple of years, but then we both had work pulling us back to Italy. So okay. we're, I think me and him were always going to bounce around a bit. And uh, we're Probably. both cool. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, besides writing, what was the work you were doing? Oh, I mean, I've always mostly been writing. Um, in New York, I was doing a bit of comedy, but that obviously, that pays negative, like you lose money doing comedy. Yes. Um, no, I've always, I mean, I thought, I started out working in fashion. I was going to work in fashion, but I started writing these blogs, kind of making fun of the fashion industry, and so I accidentally became a writer. Um, in New York, I was... Um, I was an editor of Wonderland magazine and I was running uh, Bullet TV of Bullet Media, which is a magazine that doesn't exist anymore. So many magazines don't exist anymore. I know. God bless them. I mean, it's such a- I know, it's, it's a so sad. It's be in media, yeah. It's, it's yeah. very sad. But, um, but in fact, because magazines started dying already a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, I was like, okay, I need to transition into, I started ghostwriting and writing ads Good. and books. Good, I know, because it's such a skill that is always useful. Yeah, let's hope yeah. that people don't forget how to read. <laughs> what else do you want people to know about your book? Um, well, I want them to know that it's, like, I think that um, it's really important to find the serious in the frivolous. And so while parties seem really frivolous and superficial, I think they're really important for building communities, for giving, like, you know, outcasts or, or queer people, women, a place to like be really important and to like right. explore their own freedom. So mm -hmm. this book, it's called Life of the Party, and it seems like it's just about a silly party girl, but there's a lot of um, there's a lot of serious stuff in there, um, and I think that we can all. I think that we can all learn lessons from the people that are on the fringes of society. Yes, and we should all um, take a walk on the wild side because it does us good. <laughs> yeah. There's somebody in LA. I don't know if you know her, Agatha Blois. Hmm. No, no. Okay. So I'll just tell you the story. I remember in high school, she came to our school and, um, you know, she was a partier and she was so artistic. And she told us a story how her grandmother taught her how to sew. Hmm. And one day she came in with this really cool jean jacket that she had hand painted the back with acrylic paint. And I asked her to do one for me and she did the Rolling Stones emblem. Oh my gosh, this was the coolest thing. <laughs> it was amazing. So she went on to become a very famous leather fashion designer to rock stars like oh, Guns cool. N' Roses, all the top, if you would look her up. Yeah. But no one at the time probably noticed, like I just could see this really bright, you know, creative spirit and she went on to do amazing things. Mm -hmm. And not everybody looks at people who are different like that. Oh yeah, of course, they're kind of just ignored. And many of them then are, are trailblazing for someone else who is more mainstream, more right. like clean, and they actually get the credit for it. Yeah. Um, that happens all the time. Not but people, yeah. yeah, the people who really inspire fashion, music, art, are usually the ones that end up broke and forgotten. <laughs> I mean, I, when I, when I first moved to Milan, um, I saw for the first time, like a lot of homeless people and, and, you know, gypsies like Roma. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, 
I, you know, it seemed like I was joking about it. My friends thought I was joking, but I was genuinely like, these are the most inspiring people in Milan. Like I was more inspired by them than like the, you know, the director of Vogue. Cause they just copy, <laughs> you know, there's so many like homeless inspired collections. Like, oh my God, throw that carpet over your, over oh, your neck for $3,000. So I think it's important always to observe the people who are being risky with their lives because they, right. you know, they believe in something. You're right. <laughs> right. It's important to believe in something. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Instead of being like superficial and having nothing. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think that that's what we're all seeing right now. That my, my husband and I were taking a walk on Melrose yesterday and it's all, you know, I was saying like all boarded up or broken down, windows smashed, graffiti right. everywhere. And I was like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to be insensitive to whoever is going to have to repair their business. But I was like, I kind of like it. I like Melrose more right now than I ever have because it just shows the energy of people caring. Mm -hmm. It just shows. That's why, like, whenever I would go back to CSEC to, to Croatia over the summer, growing up in America, you know, I grew up in a suburb. It was like we had a punk scene, but it was it was the suburbs. Come on, you know. Right. But when I'd go to Croatia and I'd hang out with all these kids my age who actually had to live through the war, I didn't. And mm -hmm. you know, my, my grandma's building had like a hole in it from a bomb. I just thought it was cool, but not in like the war is cool way. I was just like, some these things mean something. People went through something. Yes. You know, pay attention to every single graffiti scribbling on every wall because someone chose to do it for a reason. Yeah, you know? there's meaning. Yeah. Definitely meaning. So maybe yeah. we're all learning something right now. Yeah. What are some things you would like people to know about your book? Some takeaways? So some takeaways, I think that there's a very, very special strength in young girls pursuing glamour. Um, okay, you know, you know when moms talk about, I'm not a mom, so I don't know, but I have a dog, but moms talk about sometimes having this mom strength that if they have have to ever save their kid from something they yeah, get this I've had that yeah you've had that right it is a real thing I've heard I've done it, it with strangers kids like locked in a car yeah oh wow yeah you get this right and you could just smash the window and not even feel I it I stuck my arm through somebody's window I didn't even know her because she was crying because her uh, newborn was stuck in the car it was 90 degrees a newborn newborn dude that's a whole story did, did yeah. it end up okay yeah, wait, I opened, I managed to somehow unlock the door, but I got the window was like, but anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, that's a good, but well, I okay, so that, that kind of feeling, I think that one of the only times that that kind of feeling is mimicked is by a young woman, a, a young girl pursuing like, like wanting to be a better version of herself. But that mm -hmm. kind of thing, it only really happens when you're young. Cause when you're older, like now I wouldn't do half the things I did when I was 20, just because I like, you know, care about my physical health more, whatever. Right. So this, this story just shows the, the very special strength that a young girl can have in pursuing who she wants to be, even if on the way she gets hurt so many times over and over and over again. You're like, why doesn't she learn her lesson? It's because she didn't get to where she wants to be yet. And she's willing to go through hell right. um, for a bit of glamour. And again, glamour doesn't necessarily mean a Swarovski phone case. It means right. a way of life. It means you know, being proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something I think more people should really acknowledge is what, what girls go through. Um, right. Did the book help you kind of process your own life? Oh my God. Yeah. I talked to my therapist about this. She was like, I think you went through your own therapy. Cause I, by writing, uh, by writing through, 
going through a lot of these things that I went through, it was very heartbreaking. And some things I, I would, I would write, I don't want to do any spoilers, but there was a certain scene that when I was writing it, I'd forgotten that it happened to me. And when I wrote it, I, I cried all day mm. because it was just this trauma that I, that I'd hidden in my back myself and it came out and I, I cried all day. And then, um, yeah, putting it away now in this book, I've, I've really made peace with everything. Right. But until I wrote it, I, I was very still troubled by things that happened a long time ago. <laughs> did you always want to be a writer? Like when you were little? I mean, I did, honestly, I didn't know I wanted to be a writer when I was little, but I knew that I wanted attention and that sounds terrible, but I knew I wanted, I thought I wanted to be a, a pianist. You know, I played piano all the time, but then that involved too much time being alone in a room with a piano. Writing, I can write at a bar. I can write at a cafe. I need, yeah. I need eyes on me. Okay. Um, which again, sounds terrible, but it's, it's an affliction that I have to do. <laughs> um, thank God for the internet now. No, but I, I, uh, I was always creative and, and I found writing to be, for me, the easiest outlet for mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's great. So where can people find out more about you? Well, so I'm always on Instagram at T-A-H-A-C-I-C. -C, um, same handle for Twitter, Teahachich. And then, um, yeah, so right now, you know, all the bookstores are closed. I don't even know if the book is going to, it's going to take months for things to get back on track, but the book is out tomorrow. Yay. Uh, you can get it on, yeah, awesome. you can get it on Kindle or hardcover. Of course, Amazon, the Clash Books website, barnesandnoble.com. You can choose, you know, the lesser evil, whoever you want to shop from. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an easy, fast read. You might shed a few tears, but you're going to laugh more than you cry. That's for sure. Excellent. I feel like you could teach a writing class to um, people, maybe at that age group that are featured in the book. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Like an online course yep. for girls stuck at home. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. That's really good advice. Thank you. I will, actually. You're so welcome. Well, thank you. This has been amazing. And uh, stay well in LA. Thank you. You too. We're all going to get through this. Yeah. And we're going to be better for it, I think. Definitely. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taya. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye.